Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. All right, everybody, this week's show, Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5, hanging out at Drink of Ages Pub. we got a great show for you guys. Baba Brew House is hanging out, and then we're going to be talking Punk Fest. So everybody get some good beers and get ready. Some Drink of Ages Radio. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, this is Drink of Ages Radio. DJ Muskratch is the producer. I'm John Denman, your host this evening. Hope everybody's having a great night. And if you're driving around, stop by Drink of Ages Pub. Come have some pints with us and enjoy some really good beers that we're going to be talking about tonight. Because uh, our guest hanging out right now from Baba Brew House, we have AJ Molinari and then we have Marcus Wonderlay. Yo, John, what's up? So, uh, man, actually, we, we've been sitting at the end of the bar for a long time before we started the show. So I'm expecting this one to be you know, one of the better shows that we've done in a long time. No it's pressure, that, it's, it's that middle ground, you know. It's it's not it's not too many pints. It's, it's just like, enough. It's like the right amount. It's just the right mean? amount. It, it's, it's almost <laughs> like right now I could throw some darts. Yeah, I could shoot some pool. Play some cornhole, maybe. Play some cornhole. You know, you the, it, the whole coordination, everything is just like fine tuned right now. That's right. Maybe some golden tea. I'm oh, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I would say yes to Golden Tea, but I've played that in all different stages and <laughs> never any better. It beats me every time. Right? It's just, there, there was one. The job I had before all this other fun stuff, uh, we had Golden Tea in our client lounge, and it was like unlimited play and all that stuff. And yeah, I would play like two or three times a day and got really good at Golden Tea. It's a fun game. So we were betting each other, you know, and all this good stuff going on at the office fast forward like two years you know not even like 20 years just fast forward just a little bit and we get golden tea at the pub and i'm barely making par it's like i don't know what happened but then it's like oh wait maybe it is more like real golf than than not because <laughs> you, know, you play you, know, you get out there on the golf course start playing a little bit you can shoot a decent score but you go a little while without playing and all of a sudden yeah it shows well, and you got to put a couple, couple beers in your system. You know, it's got to be, uh, like for me, cornhole, golf, uh, whatever. I'm a two beer. I'm a two beer guy. And especially like playing pool. Yeah, pool is one of those that if you're sober and you start playing pool, you're kind of all over the place, right? You got to be two beers in. You line up straight. You think you're doing well, and then all of a sudden you're hitting it to the right and all this stuff, and then you get a couple beers in you, and it's like, like bat of the bone comes on. <laughs> you get a little closer to the you know, the table, focus. And the next thing you know, you're hitting like trick shots. You know, you're bumping this, spinning this. That's four beers, trick shots. The trick shots come at yeah, four. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's a the good old hand-eye coordination, and then it quickly falls off. <laughs> is what happens. Got to stay the, in the happy medium. Yeah, yeah. So oh, five beers just scratching on the eight ball. If you can yeah, just yeah. sip that fourth beer, I mean, you could be world champion. Maintain. <laughs> but unfortunately, you need another beer. That's right. <laughs> so what are you drinking, man? What do you got there? Well, this just happens to be a beer that I went out to a small brewery hanging out in Brookshire, right? On the west side of town. Pretty decent people over there. Yeah, making some good beers. I heard about them, actually. Yeah, yeah, questionable. Yeah, but... <laughs> some days, yeah, for some sure. Some days. <laughs> uh, no, this is a, this is a collaboration, um, which I'm, I'm super excited about because this... Is this the first drink of ages collaboration beer? I think it actually might be. Eight years now of this radio show. And... Dude, cheers to that, man. Well, absolutely. Cheers. To that. cheers. And I will honestly tell you, because I told the story earlier, was, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of people about doing collaboration beers. Like, man, we should do a beer. I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's make a beer. Let's do it. But Marcus went, hey, man, you want to show up Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning? I was like, I'll be there by 8. <laughs> and, and that actually made it happen, right? And, so, well, you brought, and you brought donuts, by the and way. And I brought so. some donuts, yes. Yeah, so whatever. That line to get donuts was an hour long. I know it was. It, it takes some time. Made the new guy still feel late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was one of those that, so if you're listening, we actually record the show on Wednesday because there's a lot of beers drank, a lot of funs had, and there's some editing that Muskratch has to do in order for it to air on ESPN without the FCC getting really mad. Yeah. So it, originally the plan was to get together on Wednesday. And make this beer. I'm like, cool, man. We'll just. I'm just gonna make a full day of this. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. And then Mark's like, man, it's getting crazy. Can you do Thursday? I'm like, yes. Which means I'm going on limited sleep, and it's gonna be a whole lot of fun. So, yeah, you know, like three hours of sleep, donuts. Get there. We drank some beers. We made some beer. Yeah, it was a good time. We had a pretty good day, man. We listen. We made beer. Like, and that that beer is good, man. So this is probably my. Probably my fourth pint. I'm not. So, I'm not. And he's say been drinking it a lot here. at the brewery. Yeah. So we, we put well, we put it on top of the brewery last weekend, and the re- reviews of the brewery were pretty good. So people love it. You know, it's such a different thing. I mean, Houston right now is full of hazy IPAs, which we love. That's what we're known for. However, there's a little gap in the market for that West Coast IPA. So. You know, when you when you approach me for that collaboration, let, let's make a West Coast IPA. I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it because it's it's really lacking. I mean, there are West Coast IPAs out there. There are breweries out there who make them. They make them pretty good, um, but it's it's not like it's not a prevalent thing you see on tap, if you will. Cans, yes, cans in grocery stores fine, but not on tap. It's really kind of difficult to find. So. I feel like this bill, this beer is like kind of like filling that hole in some way, shape, or form. And I think we did all right. Now it's I batch it's, one, so of course we're going to make some modifications, but it's pretty damn good, man. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. And when when you're like, hey, what beer do you want to make? It's like, man, you know what I feel like drinking is a really good West Coast IPA. Just a, and when you start thinking about West Coast IPAs, you know, it's something like Stone IPA. You know, one of the, one of the originals. That's just absolutely such a phenomenal beer. Uh, 
Ballast Point Sculpin, you know, is another one. And there was just, it's just like, man, there's just not really, like I said, when you go to bar, you can find a Sierra Nevada Pale L, which is great. But, yeah. uh, but you're just not, you don't really see any just good West Coast IPAs. I mean, Brash makes some great IPAs, but those are like on the very hard end of the spectrum of like hops and bitterness and high, dankness high, high, and high bitterness. Yes. And so something that's just just a nice, clean, crisp, easy drinking West Coast IPA. Well, let's talk about this beer. So, I mean, what is it about this beer that makes it special? I mean, it's six and a half percent IPA. So it's, I would say, like in today's market, it's somewhat sessionable. I mean, it's strong. Okay, so I'm kind of feeling it. It depends on what kind of session strong. you want to have. I mean, sometimes a nine percent sessionable beer is in order. <laughs> I mean, like, 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 a, like a normal craft beer session is about you know six and a half percent is quite sessionable. But we're talking about like massive amounts of uh, uh, Chinook and Cascade, Cascade, yeah. And I mean, honestly, like this is a style that we've not really explored too much. I mean, in about 10, 12 years, we used to brew West Coast IPAs and we were home brewers all the time, but. In the pro space, like West Coast IPAs, that they don't, I guess they didn't really sell that well for us. I think that's probably probably because we just kind of like sucked at making them. Maybe, I think that's, if I'm being honest, like I think any style will sell if you make it right. And I think it's probably our fault it didn't sell. So I think if I feel- anything, we've proven that kind of recently with some of the stouts and fruited beers and everything else we've been putting. Yeah, on of that. course. If it's good, people will buy it. That's right. So I feel like this beer. Like, put us on that level of, like, I think we can make West Coast IPAs now, and we can not only, one, make them well, and it's something I want to drink in the tap room, even after shift or whatever, but I think something that people really enjoy. People are really, like, missing this old-school IPA. Well, you guys tapped the first keg last weekend? I think last weekend, was yeah. It? Yep, it yeah. was last weekend. Yeah, and people were texting me. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's like, man, this beer is really good. Yeah. Oh, it's it like, got remarkable reviews in the tap room. We were almost out of the first, so we only did two quarter barrels for the first. Yeah, so we did the a first half, run. A half barrel. A half yeah, barrel yeah. total, um, and the the first tapping, we almost completely ran out of the first quarter barrel within hours of tapping it. I mean, it it ran out the door. You're talking about a beer that uh, one year ago I don't feel would be would be drunk in this town, to a beer that's getting like four fifties on Untapped. Now. I know that's not like everything, but however, it's a good indicator of like a pretty solid beer. I think I'm on, I'm just going to say second one (laughs) because we're not on video, we're on the radio. (laughs) No, it is. It is very easy. It's um, uh, when we were talking about this beer, one of the things like we want to have a very light. Lighter, easy drinking body, with a with a little bit of hop bite in the beginning and a nice clean finish. Yeah, and that's exactly what this beer ended up as. I mean, I can I can tell you this like, I sincerely thank you for pushing me to make this beer. This is something that's missing from our portfolio, something that's missing from like the like the general Houston like scene. I know that like I said, there are other brewers making this beer or beers like this, and they're doing a good job. But for us, this is a game changer because now we've got the hazies, we have the crazy like fruited sours, we're dabbling into like the hyped up stouts, but now we've got something else besides a blonde ale that a normal person can come in and say, hey, I want a beer. 
Oh, you want a clean IPA? Oh, yeah, I'll take two of them. And this is another, like, yeah, I'll t- or, or six of them or whatever. It's, it's, it's another addition besides, like, a Blondale or a Kolsch to, like, have on your table and enjoy the hell out of. Well, I think we all need some refills. AJ, you're out. Solid. So, yeah, let's definitely got to get something. Let's get some more beer and get back. We'll talk more at Baba Brewer House and uh, a little bit about this collab and everything else going on in the beer world. This is Drink of Ages. You bleed yourself, now you're pointing fingers. How I rob and raped you, bruised and scraped you. But those are just lies, because in your eyes you've been victimized. It's how you size it up, you disguise it up, and try to make it look real. To cover up the low self-esteem you feel. Introspection and afterthought Swimming in guilt, your favorite sport But now you're caught up in the undertow You never knew a man could sing so low But now you know, cause you're John Doe In a black bag, a tag on your toe I built the house, I felt the pain You victimized, but got no one to blame Just another victim You're just another victim, kid Just another victim You're just another victim, kid Holy diver, I'm a survivor Feeling like the narrow in taxi driver With Jody Foster and Harvey Cartel Looks like I'm walking through a living hell So spark that L and I'll get lifted Feeling the effects of what my split did Cause I'm gifted, I read Sun Tzu I brought a gun too so you'll never come to The weight of the world riding on my shoulders Cause I'm a soldier, I thought I told you You're just another victim You're just another victim, kid You're just another victim you're just another victim, kid. You're just another victim. You're just another victim, kid. You're just another victim. You're just another victim, kid. Spindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located eight miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award winning barbecue and wood fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletap.com and give us a like on Facebook. You are listening to Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. We are at Drink of Ages 12, 1005 Wall Drive. So if you are out and about, feel like having some good beers, then roll by the pub, come hang out with us, and uh, enjoy the good times that happen at Drink of Ages Pub. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch, the producer. Baba Brew House is hanging out. We have Marcus and AJ uh, hanging out. We brewed a beer together. Oh, man. When when did we do this? What day was it? It's called a month ago. Yeah, it was four weeks say, ago. It was about four weeks ago. <laughs> a lot. So much has happened and since we were hanging out at the brewery to now. Right? I mean, it was... There, there's a... So yeah, so many so many things uh, has preoccupied my brain. Um, it's good to be back sitting here drinking a beer with you guys, and so we brewed this West Coast IPA, which yeah, let's be honest here. Marcus and AJ did most of the work for all this, uh, but Marcus, Marcus, uh, the, you know, I, I dumped some hops in. Phys- look, listen, listen, physical work, maybe. But I do have pictures that show you 
dumping copious amounts of hops into a boil kettle. Okay, so pictures say a thousand words. And, and you know, we did agree upon how much hops we're putting in there. We did. And we changed that right before we started brewing. Definitely. We actually changed the hops. We modified it right on the spot. Yeah. Like true collaboration style. You came into the brewery with donuts like an hour late. We all got a big sugar rush. <laughs> we, like we... We just said, hey, man, what are we going to do here? And we did it on the spot. We modified it on the spot. We made it happen. Sometimes the best things are just spontaneous. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this, this one was a good one. And so we just kept looking at it. It's like, what if we added more hops? What if we added more hops? What if we added, you know, it was like, like yeah. the enhance, enhance. Enhance and then and you're speaking my language like more hops, more hops, more hops, mm-hmm. more and hops. And Marcus is like, yes, we can do that, <laughs> no problem. You sure you don't want to double that, sir? Uh, we can double that if you want. <laughs> so this thing, I mean, there actually is a lot of hops, but there's only two hops that we put in there. It was uh, mm-hmm. Chinook and Cascade, yeah, and which two classic hops, uh, Pacific Northwest hops, you know where. You get your pineish, you get a little resiny, you get some great aromas, and it's just, it just reminds me of the beers that I drank, honestly, like 20 years ago. I agree. You know, I think the thing that people forget about this style of beer is that there's a lot of hops in here. You know, in the old days, they would call this like a dump truck load full of hops. Now, with the hazies, you're talking two or three. Or even like a train load of hops. Yeah, they put so a lot of hops in this. It's a little bit different, right? Because this beer has... So we dry hopped this at three pounds per barrel. That's insane. It's it's enormous. It's But if you put this next to a hazy IPA, you're going to ask me, where are the hops? And I'm going to tell you, well, it's a very different beer. The hops are applied differently it's a process it's a process where where the hops are hops are added whereas like your hazy ipas i mean there's a how many many pounds of bittering hops are in this and you know there's very little to none in a hazy ipa and so this here you get that nice well first you know you smell you're like "Mm." you get that just fresh pine you get the so you get that resininess but it's not so what i'll say about this beer is that like it's got some bitterness so this thing clocks in at 65 ibus uh it's six and a half percent abv uh three pounds per barrel on the dry hop but it's what i would say about this is like it's super balanced number one the clarity i am like so amazed at the clarity We've been making hazy IPAs for a couple of years now. <laughs> to make a clear beer, that's that's an IPA. I mean, honestly, like I want to fall off my chair just talking about it because it really excites me. This thing is like super bright. You, I can see you through that glass you're holding I, up right now. I, I see you. I can, yes. You're upside down, but I can definitely see you. <laughs> you're there. So that's different. I mean, it's just very different. Um, man, it's, it's rem- like you said, it's reminiscent of 20 years ago. I was drinking underage at that time, but still, 20 years ago, man. Let me see. Actually, let me take that back. About 20 years ago, I think I was drinking some McEwen Scottish Ale, some Boddington's. Probably a brown ale. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably, uh, oh, some Newcastle. (laughs) I was like 13. Yeah. 
wasn't doing much. AJ was in diapers. He's young. I, mean, I wasn't exactly in diapers at 13. <laughs> They're but a man size. We don't diapers. talk about those times. <laughs> I was pulling them up on my own at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. One of the. I had a boss uh, at the time. I worked at a barbecue restaurant in Humble, Moe's Barbecue in Humble. And uh, I was working there in high school. And boss, uh, Moe and Ted, both the great guys, you know, both of them passed away now, but they were, they were fantastic human beings. And one day, you know, me and my buddy Matthew were sitting there talking about beer, beer, beer. And Ted's like, man, you guys don't know how to drink beer. What do you, what do you like to drink? We're like, I like to drink some Bud Light. He's like, man, you're drinking basically horse piss. And then it starts going all this. He goes, I'll be back. We're like, all right. So he leaves, comes back like 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, and he has a six-pack of Newcastle Brown Ale. He's like, do not put this in the refrigerator. Just go home and drink it. Like, you out of your mind, old man? I mean, like, he tried you're supposed to be nice ice cold it's supposed to be so frosty and this isn't that all right fine i'll do it so i get home and i'm like 17 years old at the time so snuck it into my bedroom and i'm like all right ted man let's see what this is all about cracked open that newcastle it's like holy crap that's actually really good and it's like like flavorful beer and that's kind of what started this whole thing and then uh Started looking for a lot of different beers, right? Like going to the stores, going to specs, and just looking. And at the time, it was more ABV, like looking for higher ABVs. And Stone IPA was a good one, 7%. So got some Stone IPA and got some uh, Breckenridge Batch 471. And I think nice. that one was 9%, if I'm not mistaken. It came in four packs. And both of those... Two completely, I mean, both of them, you know, IPA areas. You have West Coast IPA and a double IPA. But both of those were just like ugh, the best beers I ever drank in my life. It's crazy about the, the best beer you ever drank in your life. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I started off kind of like the same as you. Like, for me, Marcus's absolute favorite style is brown ales. Oh, dude. So I'm on the record like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. About how much I <laughs> I hate brown ales. I literally hate brown ales. I hate them. But as a home brewer, that's that's I would I was brewing a lot of brown ales. Why? Because I don't know. It's like the home brewer's curse. Like let's brew the best brown ale ever brewed. I don't I don't know. Why. I brewed a lot of beers and I never felt like I needed to brew the best home brew. Listen, I brown brewed, ale. I brewed a brown ale once that we actually <laughs> we did primary fermentation in a, a, a carboy or bucket or whatever. Secondary was actually inside of a pumpkin. Like a gigantic oversized pumpkin. I have pictures that document this man. We <laughs> Secondary fermentation, we, we did it in the shower. Just Probably in case. Safe place to do it. Honestly. Just in case the pumpkin leaks. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't take a shower for two weeks. Right? I it. mean, and it was like the worst beer ever made. <laughs> and I think it was that point. That So, this is the defining point where I started hating brown ales. It was the pumpkin fermented shower beer. Whoa. It was a great idea. 
It was. It, it is not it was a, a bad, bad idea. It was. A, it was a bad beer. Yeah. Maybe. It was literally fermented in a raw pumpkin. Like that's it. It was an enormous pumpkin. No, no, no risk for infection there. No, no, none. No, 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 no. And, Perfectly and, safe. You know, nobody just was like, I'm going to just go in and take a shower and try not to splash the pumpkin. No, 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 no. That was forbidden. <laughs> Marcus never sat on top of the pumpkin and took a shower. Never it was happened. horrible. That's when I started drinking IPAs. Yeah. The next beer was a red IPA. Public, yeah. fu- public push for a Baba is, Brown this, Ale. This is 10, 12 years ago, so, you know... Brown ales were, I you know red IPAs, yeah, brown yeah. ales, all that stuff's pretty hot then. Man, I think brown ales actually. I don't know. I like brown ales. I think there's there's some good ones out there, but let's agree to disagree. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. This is why we do IPAs together. Yeah. If you would have come to me and said, hey, man, I want to make a brown ale, I kind of probably would have forgot that you existed. You wouldn't have reminded me and told me the date to <laughs> show no, no, no. up at the brewery. Like, oh, yeah, show, show up Friday at midnight. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like, we'll be there to do our brown ale. Yes. When you, when show you, up with you send me to a whole other brewery, yeah. I show up at like Texas Leaguer ready to make a brown ale. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, exactly. Where's I mean, Marcus? Huh? Who? What? Oh, it, oh, we're closed, by the way. We're not brewing now. What are you talking about? This is not right. So, either way, man, like, the beer we're drinking now is, it's not brown at all. And no, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, a... I'm enjoying the hell out of it. This is really good. And uh, let's take a break and talk about some modifications as though we might do this beer. And then, um, I, I think there should be an oi, oi, oi squared. Drink of ages. Be right back. Thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. 
Amber is a second generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or you, know, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for castbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. Back on DJ Muskrat, Sean Denman here hanging out with Baba Brewhouse, Marcus and AJ hanging out this week over at the Drink of Ages Pub. Um, and so, collaboration beer, oi, oi, oi. Well, even this is, we, we've, we've talked a lot about this beer. It's fantastic beer. I'm looking forward to the version two of this because. Uh, like we were talking about before, just a little bit more on the nose, a little bit more hot punch to it, and man, it is a absolutely, it's already a really good beer. And so, you know, anything that I'm sure you're saying, wait, Marcus, this is like if I make a, a soup, I sit there and I eat the soup, I'm going, man, this is what I want to do next time to make it better. And that's what I'm doing with this beer. So, just a little bit more hops, more hops. Yeah, well, I think it's like anything else, right? So soup's a, soup's a good uh, a good start to that, right? So if you, if you go into the beer world, I think like what you'll read and what you do, all the research you'll do is like batch three is always the best. So batch one. So where I can say what I what I can say about this beer is like this is batch one, and I'm super proud of batch one. It's delicious. It's really it's good. like super delicious. So I think we're gonna skip batch two and we're gonna straight to batch three. We already know what to do, so it's more like, let's just tweak the bitterness a little bit. Let's tweak the dry hop a little bit. Let's just make this thing like a solid state beer because when it was coming out of the fermenter, coming out of the bright tank, it was tasting like delicious, smelled amazing, couldn't get enough of it. I probably drank half this beer out of the bright tank because it was just so damn good. But when it goes through packaging, goes through you know processing and everything else, you kind of you kind of lose a little bit of that. So. I think what we'll do in, in batch two, pardon me, in batch three, is we'll just skip that. We'll skip all that. Hey, let's modify this in batch two. Let's just increase the hop load a little bit. Let's make it a little bit more bitter. Let's put it in cans. Let's make more of it because this thing is delicious. And let, I, th- I think the, the next batch of this, which you'll be a part of, hopefully, of course, if you agree to that. Uh, oh, count me in. I think that the, the next Gotta bring more donuts. Be, uh, definitely. I always bring donuts, man. It's just kind of... Yeah. I, always, I like donuts, yeah. so they, they follow me places. If you show up that late, next time you got to bring, like, breakfast burritos or something. I mean... 
<laughs> I think I brought like bacon maple donuts. Yeah, and I, with bacon on top. Right up my alley. Yeah, I mean it was Marcus. Uh, Marcus probably not so much. Had to take the bacon off for Marcus. I mean, listen. There the, you go. The, the, the punk rocker, uh, uh, you know, a vegetarian person doesn't care for like animal products. Don't that dig much. on swine. <laughs> Either way, so let's talk. Forget about that. Like, move into beer. Like, I think I think the next batch of this beer is going to be uh, pretty delicious, and I think that honestly, we we probably need to to do a can release on this and just like, you know, stick it in some sixteen ounce cans and see what happens because. You know, so far, I'm, like, really, really happy with this beer. I'm very happy with it. I'm pretty excited about it as well. It is it is real close to what I was hoping it was going to taste like. And I think we, we agree that yeah, this same thing. Before I even tasted it, you're like, all right, it's really good. But uh, you, you gave your opinion, and I drank it. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it definitely needs just a little bit more of this this little hot bite in the beginning, a little more aroma on the nose, and then we do a can release. Then we make it nine percent. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, let's talk about the original inspiration for this beer. I mean, you came to me with an idea. So, like, you came to me and you said, "Hey, look." Well, I don't know. Let me, you you tell the story better than I do. You probably remember it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, well, anyway, you came to me with a, with a double IPA. You said, let's make an old-school double IPA. I said, okay, so what is an old-school double IPA? Because, honestly, we, we've been making hazies for so long, I kind of forgot what that means. So, did a little research, uh, went out to the BA and said, okay, like Mitch Steele, head brew at Stone for quite a long time, wrote a really nice book called IPA. Mm-hmm. So we did a little reading. Uh, scoured, scoured the, the internet, found the end of the internet, uh, and we said, okay, this is, this is a double IPA. So we kind of we kind of set out to make an old school double IPA. To me, there's multiple interpretations of what that actually means. Is it malt forward? Is it hop forward? So we kind of said, let's do something in the middle. And what we came up with was, um, it's you know this this beer has some Vienna malt in it. It's got some Munich malt in it. It's mostly two row, but it's so got very light malts. I mean, yeah, they're all, they're all super light, like effectively base malts in some way, shape, or form in some country. But it's all base malt. But I mean, you know, this beer has it's got more depth to it than just like a basic standard American two row, which a lot of IPAs on the market now are like a basic American two row. They're sort of one dimensional, a little bit boring, but also very good at the same time so we said let's make it a little more than that let's have a little bit more malt profile let's have some backbone to this beer let's complement that with like a copious amount of like hops so I think we kind of got there and I think if like you said if we increase that hop load just a little bit we're going to be exactly where we want I also say that like I'm super impressed with the clarity of this beer this thing dropped like it's so bright I was not expecting that. It's so, so, so bright. Well, you had sent me a picture, and it's like, yeah, it's not that clear, but it's really tasty. And I looked, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with the clarity of this beer because, yeah, like you, I drink a lot of hazies, yeah. you know, hazy IPAs. Yeah. And, and so I was like, no, it's fine. And then walk into Drink of Ages Pub tonight. Marcus, you're sitting there at the corner of the bar, and I see you, know, you have a nice, clear 
beautifully color, you know, there's this beer sitting there, and you're like, yeah, this is it. I'm like, what? Oh, man, it definitely cleared up cleared up nice. Yeah, give it a little time, and things will clear up. I mean, yes, we clarified the beer, but I was not expecting it to be, like, that clear. That clear, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, for me, like, I'm not sure if we hit the mark for a double old-school double IPA, but we definitely hit the mark for, like, an, like an, a really nice, like, West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. So... With all that said, I'm, I'm like really happy with that beer, and I can't wait for batch two. Well, let's see. Who uh, I know we have some kegs here at Drink of Ages Pub. We've got some at the at Baba Brew House. Anybody else get some kegs? So that's it right now. That's it right now. That's it. I mean, I've got I've got basically have one keg that's floating around. The problem is, the beer's so delicious that I don't want to give it to anyone else <laughs> because I want to keep it in the tap room as long as possible. The tap room's pretty busy, so I want to keep it there because I just I just I don't I don't want it to go away, and I don't have time or tanks to make another one. So it's like, going to be a minute before this one's this one's back out. So like, so when are we supposed to brew again? Uh, well I've got so I've got a new tank coming in the middle of March, mm-hmm. and when that new one comes, that's a 15 barrel tank. When that one comes, that'll free up some of our smaller tanks. So. I would like to do a seven barrel batch of this, so and then put that in probably do like uh, five barrels of cans and then the rest in kegs. So at that point we do a can release, sixteen ounce, uh, so that's about fifty cases of cans, uh, sixteen ounce cans with that awesome, awesome, awesome artwork that you designed already. That oi 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 awesome, awesome artwork. That's what happens when you're up at three o'clock in the morning. Well yeah, I mean I get it. So I think we should put that on the label. I think we should release that in cans, and the rest of that will go out to the market. So, I think at that point we can send it off for label approval. We can uh, we can do. I mean, we've got approval for this beer already, but it's not as oi oi oi. It's as something else. So, we can work through that. We can do a proper proper approval, um, and then we can actually go ahead and distribute that. So, cans distribution, and let's make it happen because this thing is like, this is exactly what Houston needs right now. Nice, clear, awesome IPA. This is what John needs right now because I'm actually out of beer again. <laughs> it's, it, it's a sad day when the host is out of beer. Yeah, it's, but it is really good. And it, I don't know. It's like, go, to, go to any place right now. I mean, there's bars all over Houston and, and tap rooms all over the place. And just not really getting very many just that West Coast IPA style. Definitely not many like in market West Coast IPAs. Like I said, there are some making really good ones, but it's not readily available. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited about this. I mean, this is a it's a really good beer. And like I said, if you want some, you want to come try some out. Uh, come to Drink of Ages. Head out to Baba Brewhouse. Uh, if you've never been out to Baba, it's it's really not that far down I-10. I mean, we joke about it being in Brookshire. And Brookshire, you might as well be in San Antonio, but it's really just right past Katie, right? It is, it's, it was like 30 minutes from here. Took me like 35 to get here this morning. 35 minutes, or, yeah. This morning, this afternoon. So stop by, go check out Baba Brewhouse if you've never, if you've never been out there or tried any of their beers. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal IPAs, uh, hazy IPAs. You got the sours going that's been absolutely killing it. Uh, you got the lines out the door. Uh, it's, uh, all the beer groups that I'm in, man, you know, any release, you know, you get all the pictures. It's like, man, good job, Bubba. Way to go. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Now, I think uh, 
I'm really looking forward to this next round of this beer, and then once we get the next round out, then we can sit down and come up with a good double, like I said, 9%. One of my favorite, one of my favorite double IPAs, like one of the most easy, like to me, is the staple of what a double IPA tastes like, a space cake from Clown Shoes, right? That That is one absolutely phenomenal beer, so... That's where I put our mark for that beer. Wait, this is from Space City, man. They can't, exactly. they can't take that name. They're from my, from, my, from my neck of the woods, so I, I, I respect that. Yeah, that's some good beer. Yeah, very so that's, good. That's the goal, then. That's the goal is to make a beer better than Space Cake. I've been challenged. Properly challenged. Let's do batch two first, mm-hmm. and then we move on to that. You were first challenged to uh, win the brown ale category at GABS. Oh, dude. By the way. At least a bronze. (laughs) I mean, come on. We're not putting your expectations too high. Oh, okay. Uh, Man, Marcus, man, appreciate you guys. AJ coming to hanging out, man, drinking Major's Pub. Uh, Had fun brewing that beer with you that day, man. Then we we left there, went over to No Label, drank some more beer, ate some tacos. Yes, yes. It was it was just a really good day, epic day. Tacos, sure. donuts, beer, tacos, beer. That that was the day that I spent with Marcus. It's like an Oreo cookie, <laughs> chocolate on top, chocolate on the bottom, and all this and stuff. And all in the between. good stuff in between. It was like a double thick Oreo that day. It was pretty thick. <laughs> it was pretty thick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, man, check out Baba Brew House. Look them up on all the social media and everything. And if you've never tried their beer, man, reach out to them. Find out where they are. You can usually find it here at Dream of Ages Pub and some other excellent bars around town. Or just cruise out there to Brookshire and go check them out, man. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Hey, thank you, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you, John. Excellent. All right, we're going to take a break. Get some more beers. When we get back, we're going to be talking about a good little punk rock fest happening over at Rudyard's coming up. And just, yeah, Dream of Ages. Be right back. Traveling at the speed of thought Personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Cause I got loose circuits. So loose. I be so the mother goose with the eggs that seem to be. Houston, this is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us, we're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course food trucks all weekend. 
try our tasty brews, or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday, and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to 6 for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. We are back on uh, for the last segment of some Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. And now we have uh, some good old friends, Jay and Greg, hanging out. Hey, John. It's good to be here. And uh, these guys have been on the show a few times. A few times uh, back in the old punk rock project days. Yes, sir. Uh, that's true. Uh, let's see. The first time we were talking about it earlier was over back in the 92.1 over Westland Studio days and the and the, oh, bougie, yeah. the bougie studios. Yeah, that was pretty good though, man. <laughs> that, that was such a good time over there. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was pretty fat though. Yeah, but like I said, when we're hanging out in the kitchen area drinking beer, yeah, we got we got a couple of cross-eyed looks <laughs> when people are walking by. And stuff. People are trying to work, and we're, we're getting pretty loud. And yeah. Then, it was good because uh, whatever I don't remember what time it is, but like nine seven nine was in the studio as well, and so yeah, then they yeah. started doing their live mixing, and so it just like. All right, man, if we stay light late enough, we get a free concert. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We have beer. We got some live mixing going on. And it was a lot of fun. Good things, good things, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you guys, man, are, are doing something really badass. And I think this is number eight. Yes, you know, it uh, is. Houston Punk Fest. That's right. Do you, you want the honors? Yeah. You want, I can go? Yeah, All right, yeah. I can go. Yes, um, this is Houston Punk Fest number eight. Um, it's going to be May 9th, uh, 2020 at uh, Rudyard's. Um, it's going to be mostly local bands, but we also have some bands coming in from out of state. Uh, we should be announcing the lineup officially here in the next week or so, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, probably this weekend, I'm thinking. But, uh, but yeah, we do it for charity every year. And uh, we've done uh, charity work for Houston Casa. Uh, we've done charity work for the Houston Food Bank, uh, Guitars for Vets, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And uh, this year's uh, charity is a group called uh, uh, Punk Rock Saves Lives. And uh, we, we bumped into these guys on the uh, Flogging Molly uh, Salty Dog Cruise, Rob and Tina. And, um, and they, uh, we're going to be working with them. They should have a booth at our, uh, at our, uh, at our festival. And... Uh, they're kind of about using punk rock and punk rock music and festivals to go out in the community and promote positivity, to help promote uh, other 501c3s. Um, they're just there to try to make the community better through music and through uh, you know, just supporting the scene and being there for each other. Yeah, they're, ba- they're based out of Dallas, but they, but they are nationwide. And they're, they're looking to help punk rock and, and anybody that's supporting community. Throughout the nation, yeah, and actually, they, 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 they've even just put up a new uh, post like, "How far is our spread?" You know, how far you know how we made an influence, and asking people on, on Facebook to post back and say what city you're in. Yeah, they, they want to know how what their impact is in the cities. Yeah, because they're they're looking to support anything that that's like going to support community and, and, and build you know just better unity and or. You have yeah. a little more contact with them than yeah, I. Yeah, they're they're but. good they're they're good people. They have good hearts, and they're just trying to just kind of make our communities better. And, and pro, I know that's kind of vague. Pro, yeah, just pro, yeah, so they're a little bit and promote saying good it causes, that way, but uh, but 
but they'll they'll but, but they'll, they'll, get, they, they'll get behind anything that that they're, 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 they're two criteria are you're punk rock and you do something to support the community and and they want to come in and help you build and grow upon that exactly well you're doing it at one of my favorite places in Houston Rudyards yes uh, I love that bar great food good beer selection and I've been to probably way too many shows already at Rudyards and we all have yeah <laughs> Which, if you ask them, they're like, "No, no, no! Come to come to some more. Come to this one." But I haven't played enough shows there, though. True. <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a place in like a Houston establishment. I mean, it's like Montrose Living. Oh, it's an institution, yes, sir. Yes, absolutely an institution. And so having the having the festival there is going to be really badass because uh, you got the whole upstairs area, you got stage, and I mean, in the past, you guys have had a lot of bands play. Oh yeah. Yes. This- Go ahead, man. Uh, go yeah, ahead. yeah. So this will be a little bit of a scale back for us. Uh, yeah, we're used to kind of thirty plus bands, but uh, being at Red Deer, it's, it's going to be nineteen twenty. Uh, but but it, it's it's a good thing though. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of a chance for us to take a step back, look at what we're doing, kind of perfect out what we're doing to try to grow and, and go into the future with the fest. But at the same time, also scale back and do like a real super quality show. Exactly. It's been really challenging this year, John, because we've had over 50 bands apply for 19 to 20 spaces. And there are really a lot of good, really good bands. bands. Oh, my God. So many good bands from not only just Texas, but, you know, we've had bands from California reach out to us, bands from Oklahoma reach out to us. I mean, Kentucky, so. Kentucky, Florida. Kentucky, we, Florida, we yeah. Australia. Yeah, one that yeah. those guys from Australia. That's true. Um, but, uh,. It's, it's, it's been really, really challenging. Uh, one of our goals is to represent all the different genres of punk rock. So we'll have pop punk bands. We'll have hardcore bands. We'll have ska bands. We'll have a little bit of everything to kind of represent as many genres as we can. Yeah, and, we, we don't um, want every band, band to sound the same. No. Yeah, exactly. So. So, so anyway, that's our goal, and it's, it's daunting with so many quality bands and so little space this year. But... Uh, I think uh, we're up to the challenge, so we'll, we'll get it figured out and have a really good show for everybody. We're, we're, we're close. We're close, yeah. So this weekend we should be able to make announcements for the bands. Well, I mean, if you walk into a Drink of Ages pub, uh, 99% of the time we're listening to some good punk rock. Yes. Every once in a while, you know, you got to change it up, and you, you walk in, you're like, ah, I feel like listening to, you know, the old, good old 90s hip-hop or something like that. But when you come to the pub... Usually it's some great, um, good old punk rock. We listen to radio show. Muskratch puts all the music in, so you got some good baby making funk music, you know, going on a lot of times. <laughs> oh yeah, just different stuff. Yeah. And so, no, but that, but that's my favorite style of music, though. I mean, that, that's what that's where I grew up listening to. That's what I like going to see at shows and everything. Uh, it's my favorite. And Houston Punk Rock Fest is has always been just like a really good chance. To go see a lot of bands you've probably never seen before, listen to some really great music, also supporting a really good cause. And so happening over at Rudyard's is even, now you get to get a good cheeseburger and tater tots while you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, throw some wings on top of that, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, a couple things I want to kind of mention while we're here. Um, uh, Warehouse Live is doing an event also calling themselves Houston Punk Fest, which is great. We have no issue with that whatsoever. I just want to get it out there to all the radio listeners that the it's a great lineup. It's TSOL and Black Flag and the Dickies, and it's going to be an amazing show. We will be there. 
watching that show. Yeah, and, they're hanging out. But. And we've been in communication with them. They've been great. They're going to help us out with some stuff for next year's festival, which is amazing. So thank you, Warehouse Live, for uh, working with us on that. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to find out more about Houston Punk Fest itself, we have a couple places you can go. We have a website, uh, www.houstonpunkfest.org, and you can look us up on Facebook as well under Houston Punk Fest. That's everything, right? I mean, yeah. leave something out. Yeah, that's everything. So, and I heard a rumor that February 29th, you guys might be playing here at Drink of Ages, if all it, things. Yeah, it, it sounds work like there might well. there might possibly be a reunion punk rock project show. Yeah, there could be. There, 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 there definitely could be, and all that. We I don't know how much of a demand there is for that, but uh, shoot, if two people want to see it, we'll play it. And, and, and two of us are in, and the, the other two are, are close. So and and. <laughs> Honestly, guys, there is not a photo of all of us in the bathroom yet. So <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, no, we had to play here. We had, we had to play here just so that we could get get a punk rock selfie in the absolutely bathroom selfie is a right. punk rock project tradition, and uh, especially with this amazing establishment. Unfortunately, maybe uh, going the way of the dodo, we definitely need to get a picture here in the bathroom before it's all said and done. You know, and, I, and actually, we we did one at uh, Firehouse. We did one at Firehouse, but you. We're not in it. Wait a minute. If I remember. How come I remember being there? Uh, uh, well, <laughs> well, then maybe I've drank too much tonight. That's a possibility, too. Yeah, maybe you was, saw us play and walked out. days were really fussy. <laughs> but, but still, we still definitely have to have a punk rock uh, selfie in the bathroom of Drink of Ages. Yeah, we the do. Pub. Yeah. Or we're with the shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. The shark was amazing. I had no idea there was a shark back there. I looked down. I was like, I'm peeing with Jaws. This is amazing. Did you see it? I saw the shark. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's awesome. I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's my buddy Ricky. Ricky Ortiz, man. He's also painted the bear and the shark and the shuttle and all that over there. So It's awesome. Fantastic guy. Uh, yeah. yeah the, it's going to be we, a good time over right Yeah, we'll be good. We at uh, Houston Punk Fest are pro shark. So, um <laughs> Pro shark, pro but, beer. Pro, pro, yeah, exactly. Hey, just be yourself, man. But, but, but <laughs> no, one's taking, no, no one's taking the shirt off during this interview yet. No, 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 no. We will not talk about that. That was a dark night. No, no, no. Well, no John, I'm not talking well, about Batman. No, John started it at, still time, at, at, at I think. Firehouse with us. And, and actually, it was both of John's. They all, they all wound up taking the shirts off. But it was just a good time and party. Too, so. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the other time when the shirts oh, came no, off. No, 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 no. That no. was a dark time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not that show. No, no. We will not speak of that show. No, I'm talking about when John Dimon and John Bird were taking their shirts off at the studio at Firehouse, and it was just a party. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Anytime John takes his shirt off, either John is the party. <laughs> well, I mean, Especially like this back guy in the, across from me right now, it's total party. In the in the firehouse days, you had all the women like staring in the windows, you know, yeah, like so pushing so up against the glass. Yeah. yeah, it was just like it's like, ladies, calm down. Take your shirt, we'll take your shirt off. It's greeted a little musk. Yeah, you know, you know just, just and, give them a little you know. bit. Just tempt them some. That's what we used to do. So. Um, and now, man, appreciate you hanging out with you guys, man. Always good to see you. Hey, Thanks man, thanks for having us, man. It, like, we love you. We'll do anything for you. Yeah. Always happy to be there. We appreciate you, so. John. Thank you so much for the time, and we really, really, really appreciate you and what you do for the punk rock community and for the beer community, for that matter, as well. So you're, yeah, D you're good people. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this is a, let's just, we're all out of beers, so I guess that means we should wrap the show, Muskratch. I want to thank everybody for hanging out, man. Uh, 
Baba Brew House. We had a good time brewing that beer with them. Let's go get some more pints of that. They're and awesome. They support it, the community too. So oh yeah, you support as a matter them. of fact, you so. might find some oi 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 beer right. at this festival. That's true. There could be some oi 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 at the festival this year. It only makes sense, guys. I heard a rumor. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up and I uh, want to thank everybody for listening and you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, and other very... I think we're on YouPorn too now, if I'm not mistaken. So everybody be safe. Uh, go Rockets. Talk to everybody next week. This is Drink of Ages.